Hello, and welcome to The Ponderer. My name is Aaron, and on today's episode, I'll be rewinding the clock and reflecting on high school. Stay tuned. You know, high school is something that I am very tempted to just forget entirely. To leave in the wastebasket of my mind forever. It's, you know, so many years ago, it doesn't really matter to me, no one cares, it's not relevant. But for whatever reason, I keep coming back and finding new things in the rubble of my memory about it. And it still kind of amazes me how much those elements play into my life now and how much I can still learn from those four years. So first to get into it, I'd like to just reorient ourselves back in what it was like being 16, being, you know, in that age range. You know, it was an insane time for me, at least. Um, So let's really go back. The piercing sound of the bell rings through your ears and the halls. You get out of class and the hallways smell like books. You're thinking about the football game that's on Friday and wondering if your friend is going to flake on you like they did last time but you're also stressed because you have to study for the exam on Monday and that teacher is a harsh grader. You know, all these little minute things come to play and are rushing back. You know, at that age, um, for me, and I think like in culture wise, like everything is pretty much automated. Everyone goes to school, everyone's doing basically the same thing each and every day. Six classes, you know, teachers, um, band, sports, athletics, extracurriculars, clubs, like, you know, they can all be different clubs and different sports and whatnot, but even different subject classes, but it's all kind of the same. Like the system's the same. The system is so kind of bland and repetitive that it all kind of meshes together. There's not a whole much difference between the two. Um, although there is like difference, but you know, we all kind of get the same, uh, culture wise between the two things or the two, you know, clubs or sports or whatever. And we just kind of let adults tell us what to do. Like no adults know best at this point, they're taking care of us for our whole lives. It's like, okay, yeah, like, like they tell me to do this. I'll probably do that. And Everyone goes along with that, and they basically turn out fine. I had an older brother. Everyone, he did it, so I can do it, right? It was just this natural progression of the next step was always apparent. You finished, you know, freshman year, on to sophomore, on to the next, on to the next. You went from, you know, it was very uh, sequential, you know. You did Algebra 1. Now you do Algebra 2. Then you do, you know, higher math and all that stuff. It was, it was all, like... laid out for us the map was already there we just needed to do it basically but then you know you get to 
you know, I don't know, was it sophomore year for me in high school? And you start reading books and in English. And these books are like basically telling us to, you know, question the system. Be wary of those who get uh, to call the shots and why they're so powerful. Um, you know, to really c critically think about the system in which we live in. You know, not to take these things for granted, not to be just a sheep, you know, Fahrenheit 451, A Great New World, whatever you read. Uh, these kind of themes kind of prop up here and there. And, you know, these these thoughts are kind of what English teachers and, and my, you know, humanities studies teachers were uh, poking at. And they're like, oh, even in like Shakespeare, like, you know, being betrayed and, you know, these kind of like dramatic scenes, they all kind of played into this idea. Yeah, I like question stuff. Think about it. And so that's that's great learning. But, you know, when I started to ask questions about like why I couldn't do X, Y, and Z and why I couldn't do things, um, it became all of a sudden like, ah, oh, don't, don't ask that. Like, ah, oh, don't, don't mess with the system, man. Hey, this is just how things are. Just got to take it as it is. It's because we said so and we know best. Well, that made no sense to me, um, especially coming from the critical thinking sessions that we had about question, literally questioning what people said and why they think those things and the reasons for these things. Um, it always seemed a bit hypocritical. You know, we were, and I say we, but, you know, I felt um, like we all just accepted that we had no freedom. It was just kind of accepted. It was like, yeah, we have no freedom. These people just tell us what to do and we do it. And we just go out the cycle, just go through it. Um, and no one told me like I could be free in high school. That's a concept that was never taught to me. Like you can do what you want. Like no one said like, do what you want, Aaron. Well, you know, to some degree, but really not to the fullest. No one was like, the reins are yours. Do what you like want to do. No one like asked us that. It was just like, do the next step. Keep going. Put your head down to the grind and then do it. And if like, you know, I had conversations with people who were older than me and I was like, man, this doesn't, you know, this whole culture seems a bit weird. Like, I don't really like it. And they were like, yeah, well, just like wait until you get to college. Wait until you like, you know, move wait until you something else to happen and then you can like be free and do what you want and to me like that was always like a really sucky answer because i didn't want to have to wait that long and i didn't think that that was necessary i get what they were saying but you know if it felt to me that that answer was really just evading the question i really had which was like why are they so like on my back about everything i do and why do they care so much? Like, they don't, they don't really know me. And anyways, um, yeah, it just really felt like kind of disingenuous, fake, um, just like doing it just because. And, you know, no one really gave me real answers, I felt. People were avoiding the question, avoiding tiptoeing around, and I never felt like I got a real answer from anyone. You know, I think, you know, we don't ask you know, young people, uh, high schoolers specifically, like what they want or like to think about themselves in a, in a, in a way, like we always say, like, you know, 
you go to high school, then you go to college, then you get a degree and a job. And then you, you know, we know the like line of thinking, right? The natural progression of like normal life here in the States. But, you know, you know, I think it's been hit on a million times, but I still think it's like crazy that we, we ask, you know, 17, eight year olds what they want to do for the rest of their lives. When we haven't like asked them at all, like what, like we haven't given them any freedom at all, like to do what they want to do up until that point. But like, once you get the freedom to kind of explore and like learn about yourself, then you have to make the decision, like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? You know, that's an exaggeration for like the rest of your life. But, you know, these determining you're going to spend like a lot of money to get a degree on something that you don't really know if you want to do or not. And like, this is the time. Find out. But like, why weren't we doing that like way before? Like, why weren't we like thinking about who we were and like how we're developing and being self-aware and conscious of like what we were doing before this time? And why is it just like at this you know, after high school that people get to do this and like people get the freedom to do this. But before then, everyone's like, no, you have to do these steps. There's no skipping it. There's no getting out of it. You have to do these steps. You know, I, th I think it's a, it's a, you know, a weird placement to be, you know, just shoving people through a system and then expecting them to come out all like fine and well. And I, I, I don't really agree with the, I guess the forcefulness and the lack of, um, yeah, cultivating this kind of thought and like process of ourselves in our younger years when we're expected to do it like immediately after we exit the phase. Yeah, that's just like kind of a side thought, but this whole idea of like tracks and paths um, that have been set before us, the system, um, it, it kind of makes like the world so small and it's like not open to us. Like our bubble is our high school. Our bubble is like our town. Like we don't like the world is like so insular and small that like things like matter so much. Right. We think like high schoolers like, oh, care about like things that won't matter to them in like three years or even a year. And they're like, yeah, that's probably true. But it's because like that's the whole, the world is so small because we're like f shoving people into these like buildings and saying like, you know, like this is it. Like this is all you can do right now. And like you don't have the freedom to do very much else because this is going to monopolize your time in a way to where this is going to be like all you can do. Anyways, I think I'm getting like kind of off track to what I originally like had for this, but yeah, I felt that this was just a kind of system and place that I had to go and that I had no freedom at all. And it was just do what they said because they said to. And that's all you got, basically. And so that being said, um, I think you could get the gist that I really didn't think highly of high school um particularly and we'll get into more like the system and like my experience in kind of this next part um yeah I really didn't like one of my counselors um in particular so out of all the things that I didn't like about high school like my counselor comes up as one of the people I disliked most 
And particularly, like, there's a lot of reasons, but I think the story will, like, kind of bring it to, you know, why I didn't like him that much. So his name was Mr. McDill. And, you know, in my senior year, I wasn't, you know, fully, like, I, this is at the pinnacle of, like, me not liking where I was at, um, being high school. And so, like, to me, you know, I was, oh, first off, I was in, I had, like, a fifth period that was, like, a, like, teacher uh, aid class. Like, I just help out a teacher because I didn't really have credits to fulfill. I was already, like, pretty good on credits. Um, and then I had, on my sixth period, my last period of the day, I had track. And I wasn't, like, the fastest runner, so I didn't really, like, play, or, like, compete in meets because like only the top players would and so I'd just be like I'm practicing kind of like for nothing I wasn't I wasn't trying that hard none of my friends were in the thing anyways like I would basically go to fifth and like kind of help out but like he didn't really need my help so I'd kind of skip out on fifth and I'd skip out on uh track practice because kind of it's for nothing basically um, there's much better people running and, and so on. So I, I lived close enough to the high school where I could just kind of slip out and walk out of the high school and go home. So I'd have like an extra, say two and a half hours to kind of just chill, take a nap, um, maybe watch a couple of videos. Like I literally just like, Oh, eat a snack. That's the, you know, one of my most fun parts of the day, like eating a snack at home after coming home from school. Um, so like, I just do that and I chill out and, and, and do that. So I, I do that enough times in my senior year that my coach, who is a bit of a, he's a bit of a chill guy, but he also likes the rules. So like he notices this and then he has to like tell my counselor and basically I get called, I'm, you know, one day I'm in class, I get, someone brings in a, a green slip to the, to the front desk or of, uh, my teacher's my teacher's desk, and then he picks it up. He looks at it. Goes, Aaron, hey, come over here. I go up to his desk. He gives me the paper. Says, go see your counselor. I'm like, ugh, okay. I walk down the halls to the counseling office. I wait in the chair, and then I I I see that the other person walks out. I walk in. Hey, Mr. McDowell. Hey, Aaron, sit down. So I hear you've been missing class. I'm going, oh well. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. He's like, well, you can't be missing class. And I say, you know, at that point, I'm just, you know, saying whatever, really, just kind of not, you know, I'm not particularly like up for this. I'm just kind of going like, yeah, you know, Mr. Mr. McDill, I'm trying. And he's like, you got to be there. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to be there. And then he like snaps and he goes like, you're not trying. You're not trying to be there. And he like slams his fist down. I won't do it now. But he like slams his fist down on the on the desk. And he's and his face is red. And I was like, whoa. He's like, you're not trying. And he can and he he knows this himself that he snapped. And so he brushes his hair back and um, you know, reorients himself, like puts back his shirt, you know, like kind of in a in a better way and goes like, You're not doing that. You you're getting these truants and yeah you have like, I don't know, some ridiculous amount of number racked up and you need to either like let these go on your tr like transcript or whatever, or you got to go and get uh, permission and ex like uh, excuses and basically like clear up these absences 
with the um, with your coach and with like these other things like either make up time or like get an excuse to or a reason and an explainable reason to why you were missing these uh, periods and so I'm like oh and he gives me like this paper to fill out and then he like sends me off so you know this story you know is I guess representative in part to like why I didn't like my counselor uh, first off he yelled at me which I don't like anybody yelling at me and I don't like my counselor yelling at me um he was never really like the best like I never really liked him before then and then this just made me like really not like him um like yes I was missing classes but in my eyes I was like doing nothing really wrong like was I like destroying school property no was I like running for the team no like what I wasn't you know like I would help my fifth period teacher out and then I'd then I leave at my work my work was done so I'd like leave to me it was like there's there's no big consequence here that like should be had and I feel like the reaction that he had was you know egregious and over the top for like what I had been doing um so I felt justified I felt like he was unjustified in doing that um especially in high school like my mind was like just like who is this guy and why is he yelling at me and who the heck does he think he is they're like to make me out as this like delinquent this deviant person who is like criminal you know like I felt so like unjustly like targeted just like you're bad you did this you gotta make up for it it was not like there's no questions of like hey like how are you feeling like what's your thought process behind doing this like why are you doing this? Um, is there something going on at home? Is there, is, you know, is, is like bullying happening? Like, I don't know, like these questions of like to gain context, it was just like, hey, you're doing this and that means you have to do this in repercussion. Like this is the consequences of what you're doing. There's no like thought or care of like who I am, like what I'm going through, my thoughts, my like feelings. It was just like, you're doing this, so now you're going to do this, okay? So here's the deal. Like, I have your life in my hands, and I'm going to start making choices for you, okay? You're going to do this, and you're going to do it right, and then you're going to come back, and you're going to say you're sorry. Like, that's the type of uh, treatment I got was just, you know, being bossed around. And I was like, shit, like, my natural personality is, like, not to deal with that. Like, I don't like being told what to do or when to do it or how to do it you know, by anyone, like, I can, you know, give me a suggestion, give me some options, don't, like, tell me what to do, though, um, you know, I just didn't, I didn't have the respect, right, back then, and kind of now, like, I didn't, you know, respect for me is kind of, like, earned, in a way, you know, like, you know, I respect you, you respect me on, like, a very, like, basic human level, I'm not gonna, like, treat you like dirt, but, you know, past that to, like, authority level, to me, that's earned and like that's where like trust and relationship comes in but anyways like that relationship was like not anything like what I was describing it was the complete opposite and this is like not the only story that I have um, but it's kind of like representative in a way of the my time there um, and just to give like some structure like the bureaucrat the bureaucracy and the like hierarchy went like you know of course I the top 
a principal, a vice principal, deans, and counselors. Kind of like the mid-levels were like teachers, coaches, uh, assistant teachers. And then like the low level were like security guards, janitors, lunch ladies, and substitute teachers. I never really had a problem with like the lower levels. Like if I wanted to do something, there's no way that these lower level staff members could do anything about it. Um, Mid-level, I was always like, kind of okay with like getting away with things basically um and i would have a more of a relationship with like the teachers and coaches depending on how like personable they were and like how friendly they were to me um whether they were understanding empathetic um considerate like all these things mattered and so with some of them i was chill i'd hang out on their couches maybe like once or twice and then like with coaches it was more of a like a a coin toss between whether like I could get away with something or if like we'd have something established to where they would, you know, understand my position, where I was coming from. And then, you know, um, or whether like, I just like was on board with what they're doing, like completely and just would, you know, obey fully. Cause you know, that happens too. But you know, the system basically, um, and I'm talking mainly about like mid-level and above, um, the whole environment, I guess when I say system, I really mean the environment, but yeah, kind of like the structure and how the culture and how these, you know, staff members acted was really in a way to like, you know, I don't want to use like a, like traumatic or hyperbolic word, but you know, for the time I feel like it was really true and in a oppressive way, I don't want to use it wrong, but you know, like this is the the feeling we get like teachers and staff members like trying to force us to do things that they themselves didn't really like care that we did they just like want to make us do things um so like if you can imagine like high school like the vast number of like pointless things that we do in a day um besides learn like learning is good and I'm all for it but you know in high school and like any kind of you know really uh kind of belabored and logistically weak system there's a lot of like repetition a lot of like errors and like you can't really like adhere for all the situations and like all the you know personal opinions of everybody so you're doing a lot of things that are in in some point like useless like i remember like you know we'd have like emergency drills and like those are great because like you can prepare for an emergency. Great, we know what to do if like there's a shooter or like an earthquake or a fire. But we don't need, in my opinion, to do that like five times a year. Like, I forget what the actual number is, but it's probably more like twice a, twice a semester or whatever. It's like a lot of time and effort and nobody likes it. Um, and it just gets repeated over and over. Another example, like, of just kind of, like, to where I saw were useless in my eyes was, like, voting for, like, class president. Like, we'd have to come in. Like, they'd, like, we'd have to come in early to, like, hear the speeches and, like, vote for our class, like, president, vice president, whatever. And we'd get up in, like, the stadium at, like, 7 in the morning and it's cold and like kind of wet and foggy out and they have like a couple microphones hooked up and like these people are like 
the popular kids are going to give these speeches that mean literally nothing because their position has absolutely no power. So their speeches of us getting less homework and lunch being extended is all hot air. It's nothing and it doesn't mean a thing. So the actual thing is like being in charge of like planning prom. Like they're just like glorified planners for our class. Like in some case, like, yeah, if you care about prom, like, sure, like, make sure that you have the right person in office. But for the most part, like, all of what they promised, all the, like, effects to me were very small. I had to come in early, but then, you know, the positive effects were small, but, like, kind of the negative and, like, useless amounts of time that were being, you know, grabbed up was large. I had to wake up earlier than I usually did, listen to a speech that meant nothing and didn't care about and being like the cold wet like uh what's it aluminum stands that we had to sit in for like over an hour as they got the you know microphone to work and you had like uh, i think it was like the five finalists to like give their 10 minute speeches each you know like that's a lot it's a lot of nothing really and so for me to like not be there and so like in order for them to like have you checked in they'd have like clipboards with like you know every last name between a and l and then every last name between whatever letters and you just have to like sign your name so they wouldn't know if i would get there like 30 40 minutes late because there's no way of knowing um there's no way of accounting um students on time yeah you can count if they're there or not or like i remember other people would like get a buddy to just sign them in right because like they didn't want to go either and so this like useless and like pedantic almost like showy meeting was like useless and so i didn't want to go and then i would you know wake up late whatever and just go as i pleased and then sign in when I got there. And like they couldn't tell. So these sort of events and things like came up pretty often. Like and they were mandatory. Like everything's like the thing about like high school I remember as well. Like everything is mandatory. Like they're always like you have to do this. Like you have to. Or else this and this and this and that happen. And like I don't understand what the repercussions are, but because they're saying you have to do it and it's mandatory, and if you and like we're reminding you about it all the time, it's uh yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, it's pretty well, I think kind of manipulative and also like um, forceful maybe is the word. And so there's like a bunch of these like useless things that we're going to we have to do and that we're forced to do um and that we don't you know necessarily agree with we don't really want to do but we have to do and like to get back to more of like i guess the staff and like who was there there's just like a big like culture of like being the stern meanie like it was a school full and i kid you not full of like people who just like kind of reveled in being able to yell at you i remember yeah man like this like tall bearded man his name was Jax, and he would just like yell at kids like you can't do that and like i'm saying it like now because i don't want to yell in your ear but 
just like yelling across like the courtyards to kids of like not to do things, not to yell. And like, um, like Tucker would like reprimand people in the locker room and like Moore was just loud and angry all the time. And, you know, they all asserted their authority with such force and sternness that, you know, it, it felt like much and also all the time. So we all know like a grumpy, angry, spiteful, even, um, teacher or authority figure. Well, there was like an abundance of that there. And I think a lot of it, you know, so there's like the like angry spitefulness, which like is not cool, but like you're teaching high school, like if I'm thinking in their shoes, like they're teaching high school kids for like hours on end and like they don't like their job. Yeah, I can imagine them being a bit like aggravated, but like to me, like, I don't know, maybe just say that or like go do a different thing, but they'd always guise their anger and like their like harshness and like the sense of accountability. I'm keeping these kids accountable. I'm like just in doing what they are. Like they'd say like, you know, I'm preparing you for like the workplace and like college because you can't do that there. And so I'm coming down on you hard now so that you're prepared. And it's like, you know, they're not really. Like now that I'm past that stage, like they're not, they were just being mean. And so like the the visceral sort of angry and like rageful energy that they brought to every like conversation they had with a kid or a student was not justified. It was like over the top. It was like, you, you can definitely tell, remember when like, or, you know, I'm sure you've had a time where some, something happened and someone's reaction to that thing was over the top. Like, you know, they just exploded and everyone was like, whoa, that was a lot for the small thing that, that just happened. And that feeling like basically never went away. Whenever you encountered one of like the teachers or staff that just like they had it with you and they just would like rail on you and you know it was over. It was like, oh my gosh. And then like you could tell like the first half would just be like raging and then the second half would be like making you feel guilty and then they would feel guilty. So they have to justify their anger with this like righteous sense of like i'm keeping you accountable and this is just and and i'm giving you this punishment and you know like this authoritarian approach of like really stomping down on when someone did something even remotely deviant than like what was expected or what was normal over the top is what i can say for sure um yeah i remember this time actually that um there's this I went to this, I went to school with this guy, like throughout all my uh, schools, you know, elementary on to high school. And sure, he was a bit of a troublemaker. He was probably, you know, doing things that were maybe on the edge of legal or if not illegal. But um, in any case, um, he was like running from my counselor, the one I just mentioned in that story. And he was like running from the counselor, like, we're talking like across this courtyard that's big and long and he's like sprinting and he's like sprinting to uh, the staircase and my counselor is on a golf cart like going pedal to the metal full speed after him saying you know and i quote like you can't run forever joseph 
we'll catch you eventually. And then like Joseph runs down the stairs and into a parking lot and basically disappears. And my counselor, like, you know, can't run down or drive down those stairs. So he has to stop. And that's like exactly what Joe was thinking. Um, but this, like, it, like whether it was like called for or not, like this is the image that I'm giving you. Like, on a golf cart like these people were like police at our school like they were like on golf carts like coming after people they've like if you were walking in the hall and like this happened to me as well like i'd be walking in the hall and they'd like zoom up to me and be like hey where's your pass like you have to have a hall pass and like they kind of like stop you and like basically pull you over like police and it, it's like so crazy because it was like why and like thinking back like that's it's so wild how they ran the school and how like no one questioned it. it I just think it's like weird and like it's kind of like I don't know cringy to me or like it feels like a over-the-top way of enforcing these rules and like the punishments for these things like getting detention for like using the bathroom too long like who's to say you can't use the bathroom for that long or whatever so you know just a bunch of meanies on wheels making sure kids are not being you know deviant or whatever and then there's like you know so that's like the the spirit of the like administration and like to somewhat the teachers and then you kind of get down to the like students who like live in this system and like have to find a way like to deal with it and some of them i know like like i mentioned student council like asb and like other like high level clubs um i know the newspaper department or the yearbook department was also kind of like this but they were like basically like teachers pets well teachers pets is a whole nother like category of students but like the ASB student council, like newspaper and uh, yearbook club were like, they were like the pinnacle of like student privilege. Like they had all the privilege, like they just absorbed it. They're, you know, they were basically just, they just got special privilege. They got special treatment because they were in ASB and they hung around teachers and staff more and they knew them more, had more of a relationship with them. And so they could come in and out of class as they pleased. They could, you know, go to whatever classroom they wanted. They could spend time in the office. They could leave. They could, and they had a budget. So like they had like these power roles and duties that allowed them to do whatever they wanted because they were justified in doing that because that was their job. But like these privileges were like taken to the like far extent. And basically they like were the upper class of the school just got whatever they wanted did whatever they chose without ever being like in the um without without being in the uh good graces of the staff they're always you know looked favorably upon you know and the you know smart and studious students who wanted to um attain maybe half of what those people had would become you know 
kiss-ups. They'd become teacher's pets. And they'd do something slightly similar, but just by getting good grades and like asking questions and being you know extra participatory. They'd get other lesser privileges like eating in the teacher's classroom or like being made like getting access to the tea maker or the the you know the kettle to make tea or to um come in early and stay in late and like do these other things with like teachers teachers resources basically so they you know gain access to whereas like a normal student wouldn't be able to because they're not you know not as worthy or likable in in the teacher's eyes and so they gained access to you keep they gain more freedom really like i'm talking about like going to classrooms that you're you don't have a teacher like as you know like these are like like this sounds crazy but like that's like a privilege and that's like a like freedom that they got you know like it's it's kind of insane like they got privilege and like freedom to like walk around campus whoa crazy they got they got to do that what right like it's it's so locked down that these small things are considered like big things like these are massive amounts of freedom so like this is obviously an unfair like system like there's obviously favoritism going around there's obviously like this oppressive nature and like anyone who's not in the in is in the out and if you're in the out you're treated like dirt and so like that's how like i felt like i felt like these kids were like getting special treatment like getting all that they wanted and like being applauded for it even like oh aren't they the darlings but they were just like kiss-ups or like they're on asb so like how does that how does that make any sense like they're just doing the things that i want to do but just they just have more of a reason to because they're you know in this club or whatever so i thought it was like incredibly unfair um and so whenever i did things like remotely close to not even i didn't even do the things like they got to do like I remember some council members like got to like drive their cars off campus or whatever during school and like that's insane like how can you what that's a school day so like this is a big deal but like I would never get to do that like that would be crazy um but anyways like I felt like this like special treatment was like super unfair so whenever I did anything remotely close to what they were doing like I would get like banned like I would get like you know railed for it i'd get absolutely like um i'd be considered like deviant and like rebellious and i'd be considered like troublemaker i get like these labels like tacked onto me um like just you know just around because i was just like doing what i felt was like justified one but also like it should just have been like a freedom in general like why do i have to like why do i have to ask to go to the restroom you know like i felt like that's a crazy thing in high school like i had to ask to go to the restroom and some teachers caught on to it and was like this is kind of weird like they're 17 about to be 18 in like a couple months some of us are 18 and like we're asking to go to the restroom why do teachers have that much say in a classroom like i'm not a teacher and i've never taught a class in my life but it seems just on a like person like a like freedom level like what like kind of crazy and the fact that like teachers could say no is also really crazy like no you can't go to the restroom it was just lunch like do you know what my bladder is doing do you have like ultimate say like i don't get that like i really don't get that and 
you know, I, I don't know. I just don't even have words for that. It kind of baffles my mind. So, like, when the system has this kind of, like, control over us, like, I think it's naturally within my own personality to just kind of, like, break away and try to, like, do things of, like, normal freedom level. Um, at least in my eyes. Like, I don't, like, in my eyes, I wasn't doing anything, like, skipping class, for instance. Or, so another story. Um, like, in, like, the last period of, like, my junior, or second to last period of my junior year, I had a math class. And that math teacher was great. I like that math teacher. Um, and I was a pretty good student in that class. So I was getting, like, a pretty decent grade. And... Um, like the unit we were in, whatever we were learning was like pretty good. I was pretty good at it. Um, I wasn't like a teacher's pet by far, but I just knew I was doing okay in the class. So basically that, uh, teacher's like, oh, I'm going to be gone on Thursday. So you'll have a sub. And during that day, I'll give you a work packet and you can do the work packet. And then basically that's it. I'm like, okay. Um, great so that class is after lunch and after that period is like the end end of school i go to lunch i uh come back i put my backpack in my locker and only take like a notebook i go into class i sit down they start taking attendance the substitute's like aaron are you here i'm like yep i'm here but as i do that i also raise my hand and go can i go to the bathroom and the substitute looks at me squints and is like ah but it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grabbed the packet off the desk and then I go out, put it in my uh, binder and I walk to my, to my locker, grab my backpack and walk out of school. I come across a security guard that's like, oh, where's your pass? You don't have a pass. You can't leave. And I just like, like I do a loop-de-loop and I go back around and I get out of school and the, the guard didn't see me. But, like, in that case, yes. Am I, like, breaking rules, per se, and, like, doing things I shouldn't? Sure. But to me, like, doing a packet, if I'm going to just do it at home, is the same thing as if I'm doing it in the classroom. I know, like, I, I bet, like, people who work at schools and, like, who are teachers are like, no, you have to be there. And, like, I have to, you have to be accounted for and, like, all this different stuff. But in my, you know, like, 17-year-old mind, this is, like immensely like just and this is like not bad at all like in my mind i was like am i gonna go out and like like steal a car or something like that or am i gonna like go like make a bomb no like i'm not doing any of that so like i'm just going home and doing my work at home instead of like in a classroom because i know how to do it already you know so like this was you know harmless in in my eyes and so i went you know and did that anyways I get that it's not, like, you know, technically correct, but whatever. Like, to me, it was, like, so minuscule and, like, reasonable that I felt like even, like, if I had been asked to explain myself, that would be easily explainable. Like, it's not like I'm going, like, oh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, broke something and ran away or something. Like, not, like, there was no, like, I, my learning was intact I was just doing it at home. So it was just this idea of like learning is number one. As long as I'm learning, like that's fine. I can just do that at home as well. I guess I was like, 
yeah, a bit ahead of my time in that sense of like just doing work at home. But anyways, when I did this, I would be considered like, like, you know, wrong and defiant and a troublesome student like this like i basically like i'd be labeled like that because i was doing these things but in my eyes again like it didn't really have that big of effect it wasn't that big a deal and so but because of these labels like it was harder and harder for me to kind of just do anything like i was always just guilty i in the eyes of these teachers and staff and it was like even harder than on the normal kid like yes if i just obeyed every single like ridiculous law that they had or rule then i'd be like scotch free but or like i'd be just i'd be okay i wouldn't be having these like harsh labels but then again like the the quality of life if we can say of like following all these rules and doing everything just pitch perfect and like all nice and needly to me was less of an existence than to do as i did and break against those rules have a bit more freedom but ultimately be labeled worse and be labeled unfavorably to me it was more worth to go against than just to be like a sheep and an animal and like basically like the matrix like just be a part of the system and just droning the rest of the time um because i thought it was again i thought it was unfair i thought it was like unjust to, like make us so captive um and you know like the system i start to think like because of these classes and just because of like my own nature i begin to think a lot about the system and you know there's a certain analogy that came to play in my mind which was like you know the bell system was incorporated into schools because like factory workers like went by a bell schedule like bell rang and it was lunch and like that's the same thing how it was for like factory workers way back in the day and so we have it in schools most kids in my area that i grew up aren't going to be working at factories though and so to me like this system was kind of whack kind of weird let's think about you know who else like lives by a bell animals like you ring a bell like they understand that it's like feeding time or whatever in a farm and then you like feed them it's like an animal or you know who else like they was by a bell system prisoners prison you know who else like you know where they are at all times prisoners you know like we know where like our prisoners are in like jails every single moment of the day why because they committed a crime and, you know, like, let's not get into, like, the whole prison justice system and all that, but let's just say they were justly imprisoned. They are there because they did something wrong, and their freedoms have been stripped. High schoolers, and I don't want to be, again, I don't want to exaggerate, but the one-for-one one here is very close in my eyes. But the reason why, like, high schoolers are, like, 
like watched a hundred percent of the day or like at such we take such great lengths to know where they are what they're doing at all moments it's not because they did a crime it's just because they're young or whatever like i still don't get that part like they're by a bell system we know where they are all the time you can't deviate from this like strict regimen that we have called classes and all this other stuff if you do you're labeled deviant and you have punishments for it there's a there's immediate consequences to doing anything outside of the system if you do something remotely outside boom consequence it's just one for one no system just or not the system is very similar but there's no reasoning behind like why that's like one of the most frustrating things i never got a reason why i had like why what i was doing was like wrong they just said it was wrong it was just like this is not what we told you to do you have to do this other thing now i was just being like told like i was being told what to do i didn't like that and so i stopped doing what they told me to do and so they just tell me more things to do you get what i'm saying like they didn't understand anything else but like commanding me to do things and expecting me to do that whereas i was deviating from that they didn't care they're just like okay well now you have these other things to do you deviated so now you have to repercuss um your consequences are a b and c do that now and they didn't get or didn't care to get why i was doing what i was doing they just gave me more orders and that to me is like that's on them like that's a dumb way of understanding what's going on they didn't really care about actually i don't think they cared about what was going on like my counselor or my teachers they just knew that i couldn't do that and that there was a consequence for it so you know i remember like moving and like cleaning out my stuff i had probably over like 20 pink and green slips from being like called to the office probably more there's just like a bunch because like it was so like so many things like they call you up for the smallest thing but anyways well actually like i'd be called up and like my counselor would be on his lunch break so i wait there for like 30 minutes just sitting in the office wasting my time just wasting away like i actually cared about learning so i'd like in my mind like i was missing you know a lesson basically but I'd just be sitting there waiting for him to come back. And eventually I'd just leave because I was like, this is useless. This is worthless. I'm not learning anything. I'm not talking to my counselor. I don't know why he asked me to come to his office through this pink slip when he's not even going to be there. So I'm out. And like, he'd have to call me back uh, the next day or later that day. But I would, but like, to me, that's like how useless the system and how broken the system was, was that that was like, like I would get in trouble for like, quote unquote, not being in class and not learning, but they'd call me out of class to not learn, you know, and hold me up what, and not be in a lesson. You know, if we all, if we're, if we're agreeing that learning is like the main part of school, I was achieving my learning, but all this other stuff, all this like systematic stuff was the stuff that was hindering me from learning you know what i'm saying so for me you know seeing this and like experiencing it i got pretty frustrated pretty fast 
And because of like experiencing it, but also observing it, I could see ways to take advantage of the holes in the system. The inconsistencies, the way they said things but couldn't back up what they said, like for punishment, for example. Like, oh, we're, if you do this, we're going to have you do this or blank and blank. But I knew they couldn't back up that statement, so i just do it anyways. Um, you know, and the, like, yes, there was like a bit of like personal anger towards these staff, like these, you know, ad- admin people because they were, again, a bit antagonistic towards me. And so like, yeah, there's a bit of like personal rebellion in that, but most of like first and foremost it was just so that i could have a bit more freedom in doing this learning thing and like surviving high school if i was willing to do it and there was like no like bad like i didn't have any like hiccups with it it's fine like yeah hey you want me to like learn about this new thingy majigger like in class like yeah i'm all for it like you want me to do the project you want me to work in a group i'll work in a group whatever like i didn't have problems with like the learning aspect of like school that's all fine like i did it it's great you know in in most most cases but all the other stuff that like seemed really weird unnecessary and ridiculous and redundant yeah i i tried to skip out on spirit week and like we all gotta wear the same thing and we all gotta go to these class uh these uh gym we gotta go to the gym and like we're gonna cheer for our school i had no school pride and so why would i do that i'm not gonna go i'm just gonna do something else right so like a lot of these things that were peripheral to the learning experience i definitely skipped out on and i don't regret for sure do not regret and i never really you know attached myself to the identity of being a rebel even though I was kind of labeled um you know I I wouldn't say like people like called me that but like my treatment was like that like this kid is eh. um you know I get there was some moments of like like I just mentioned like yeah personally I'm gonna do this just to spite you but you know I wasn't bad I never considered myself as like bad and took ownership of this label I felt like completely the opposite. I felt like I was like really good, but like they were just misunderstanding. Like, you know, like justified. Everything was justified. And the consequences were not tangible even. And so like it always felt like there's this misunderstanding between myself and those employed at the school of like, you're doing bad things and like it was just such a simple label you know what i'm saying like you're good this kid this kid good this kid bad and there was like no in between like there's no like nuance it was just like you either do exactly what i say and you're labeled good or you do one thing outside of what i say and you're bad and so there's like no sort of like real um category categorization it's just this like binary either or you either do it, you know, either play into my hand or you choose to be your own person and you're considered bad. So that's how I felt. I felt like I was just like being a bit of like what I naturally was and not letting them like boss me around in that way. Um, and I was considered, you know, like somewhat of a troublemaker for that. And I, I don't like, I hate these words. I hate like 
those words of like I hate them in like regards to like myself because I really don't identify with those like terms, but for some reason like they like stuck around. I don't know. Like I got I get called that sometimes or like referenced to that sort of section of descriptors because of like how I am, and maybe that's true. But like I truly don't see myself as those things. Um, I just don't like. I just I just don't see it like they do. But um, yeah, I feel like their view, the admin's view, was like overly simplistic. They were just seeing who was in line, like a perfect little neat Lego piece, and who wasn't. That's all it was. And because of this system and the people in it, I was kind of always thinking. Like, how much can I get away with? Like, how much freedom could I acquire? And, like, what would happen if I did that? You know, sometimes the cost would be too great. If I do that, then I'll probably be caught and punished harshly. But if I do only this much, it'll be harder to notice. And also, even if they do catch me, it's not, like the worst thing in the world they can't really like back up their claims like they couldn't do anything drastic if i did that um so i'd I'd measure in my head just because the system again was so tight that i just wanted to loosen the screws a bit i was like let's loosen these screws just a bit um you know if we connect like the idea back to like this uh path and this like life on automatic um that's not me. I always try to, well, I don't try. Like I always do things that are slightly, um, not of the norm just because that's kind of like how I'm made or how my preferences go. Um, just like slightly different, slightly more specific, whatever the case. And so like, I'm just trying to like adhere for what I need. I think that's like the biggest thing. Like I knew that I needed like, or that, it would be beneficial for me to like do things a different way, even like learn a different way. Like I remember in like, even in my my freshman year, like I knew that I wasn't going to succeed in a class if I didn't have certain resources at my disposal. Like if I didn't have a schedule to follow and one that like really was set in kind of like in stone or that um like if I had a teacher who would like really like mix things up a lot or wouldn't remind us or wouldn't like keep certain dates available then I wouldn't succeed and I knew that I needed to have these certain things because of how I am and my weaknesses I needed these certain other things to succeed um And I just knew from the start, like even by the, you know, first or second week, uh, I knew like whether I was like good or bad at this class was going to be determined by in large part how the classroom was run and whether it was run for people like me or not. Um, I felt like that was just a broader like instinct that I had in the rest of my life. Like I know that I'm not going to do well if I don't do blank or I like I knew when I needed a break so I take a bathroom break but I didn't need to go pee or anything or um excuse myself I just needed like a break from my mind 
because I was like, you know, some days I was just going through it and I was like really feeling down. And I was like, I can't really learn right now while I'm so like troubled that I need to like go for a walk. And so I'd go for a walk uh, around my campus and like I grew up in like Southern California. So like the campus is like really large and like it's spread out. So I had like a lot of walking space. It wasn't like I was walking around like one building. I was walking around like a plethora of buildings and like corners and back alleys of the school. And then like 50 minutes later when like the class is basically over, I'd return. But of course I'd have like a talking to like, where the heck were you? Why weren't you like here? And I just like had to say like, I was on a walk cause I can't learn right now. I'm just so, you know, distraught or whatever. And thank goodness that that teacher that I did that with like understood that and was like, for sure, like, just let me know next time or whatever. Um, I mean, that's kind of hard to do when like they're up, you know, in, in front of the class teaching, you don't want to like immediately say like, Hey, can I go to the restroom? Yeah, sure. But also I'm emotionally distraught. Like that's not also achievable at the same time. Like there's gotta be some confidentiality, but anyways, like that's just something I do because I knew I couldn't learn like that. And I knew like I had to take a second or like do other things to like cope and to like make my way. But for whatever reason, like it felt like very few teachers and administration understood that. And we're just like, whatever you're doing, we don't care. I just need you to do what I, what I want you to do. So it felt like they were just like, I was just this like little thing that they needed to keep in a box. And that's like really reflective of like a lot of my time there, just crazy controlling and not like willing to understand. Um, you know, and this obviously like came out in certain ways in my behavior. You know, like when, you know, a big thing when I was in high school is like being on your phone. Like being on your phone is like the like biggest sin you can have in school. Like, oh my gosh, you're on your phone. Like you will get reprimanded and they'll take away your phone. But I heard that and I, I basically came to understand that like your phone or my phone is my personal property. They cannot take and keep in their possession my personal property, right? Unless I willingly give them, give it to them. So each time a teacher would ask me for my phone, I'd say no. And they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't like take my personal property away from me. Like that's my, like that's my right to have, like you can't take it from me. And so I knew this. But other people, they wouldn't know this and said, they'd like hand me your phone and that's them asking. It's sort of a command, but like as long as they put their hand out and then you place it in, that's consent in like the like, like technical rules or whatever. Like that is that you're placing them. They're not like reaching into your pocket and taking it out. So myself and a couple other kids like knew this. And so like we would not give our phone and they couldn't do anything about it. And I just stare them in the face like, Huh? You're going to do something? Hmm? Try me, huh? You can't do anything. So I knew they couldn't back up their statement of like, you know, I'm going to take away your phone. Don't use it. Like they would say in the beginning of like classes, like, hey, this is my strict policy. No using your phones or else I'll take it away. I was like, you can't do that legally. So you can try. Um, 
that's just another example of like how it would come again i wasn't on my phone that much but like whenever like they'd be like oh like there's like one time like i had like a random alarm for like like one or something like that and it went off and they were like boom give me your phone i was like this is an accident i don't like this is an alarm i don't know why it's going off i thought i was like on a call or taking a text or something like that they're like give me your phone i'm like no you can't like no this is this is not even like i'm not even on my phone it just like went off so chill basically but they're just you know biased towards you know phones being uh disruptive and so they're just you know cranking down on it but you know truly wasn't like purposeful nor was i like on it anyways um yeah, but, like, kind of getting back. I know this, like, episode's kind of all over the place, but um, sort of, like, last sort of points here is that, you know, no one really asked, and I kind of touched on, touched on this before, but no one really asked, like, what was going on in my life or, like, why I was doing what I was doing. They just, again, like, told me to do what they wanted me to do, just with more vigor and more visceral rage, um, I really felt like I wasn't being like treated like a person. I was more just like a thing, right? I was just a thing that they had to deal with for that day, especially with my counselor. Um, oh, like you imagine a counselor and they're like asking you like, Hey, what's wrong? How are you feeling? Like where, where's your head at today? Um, you know, all these certain questions, but it really felt like no one cared. Um, my counselor didn't care. Like, it was not on their agenda or not nearly their first priority. You know, like just on a basic level, I wanted to be treated with respect, like just like treated with a bit of, you know, like I'm a human, not like a sheep or a dog, like just being commanded to do things. And also like I wanted to be free to do what I thought was best for myself. Like, this just sounds like rights, you know, um, I wanted my rights in a way. And, you know, that kind of looks like, I don't know, giving me a choice in like what I can do, not just like saying you have one option and it's what I want you to do, which was again, most of the case. And I also remember like at the end of my stay there, um, you know, graduation comes and it's just like, the funniest thing to me was just how fake and how much of a facade it was. Because at the end, you know, at graduation, they're all smiles and congratulations and we're so proud of you. And I'm looking at them like, you know, they're saying this on stage or like, you know, shaking hands with all these people and like, they're like, we're so proud of all of you. And I'm like, yeah. And like, they're all smiles and like, you know, I go up there congratulated and like all the, all, you know, the whole nine yards. And then, you know, I'm looking at them like, you, did you forget, like, this whole year? Did you forget what we were at? Because I didn't. And, you know, it's, like, just a face that they put on because, like, you know, my parents are there or whatever, and they have to put on a face for, you know, this performance. But I look, t you know, teachers and admin and my counselor in the eyes, and they would, you know, have to congratulate me, which I thought was hilarious because we did not have a great relationship. Maybe they're just happy to see me go. I don't think it was that, like, bad. Like, it wasn't that 
antagonistic, but we were, I mean, I know I didn't like them that much. And I just, you know, stared at them like, man, it's finally over. I finally don't have to deal with you. And maybe they're thinking the same thing. But anyways, like, I thought it was like just a almost like movie way to like end how like to see how fake and how much of a facade that they were like putting up because you know we were graduating or whatever but yeah i mean there's a lot said um in this episode and you know i feel like there's i guess still more to like unpack and uncover but i just wanted to like give just some context and some like just to relive some of the kind of torture and look at the system and just how like things were placed together because yeah I feel like there's a lot going on in 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 that in what I said and you know between the labels and not feeling like I was bad but being labeled as such and just kind of finding my own path to um what I needed and what I know could help me succeed and just like finding freedom in a place that was uh kind of like dead set on there not being freedom and i guess like also seeing how like other people maneuvered through that space whether it's being you know part of a organization a club or by just being a teacher's pet and all these other different ways you know and also just like reliving some of the kind of like dumb events that we had to kind of be put through um yeah and and i'm sure there's a lot more that could have been said but yeah that's kind of been a overview and short reflection maybe long reflection from me about yeah my high school years and and what it's kind of come back in memory as i hope you um at very least found this semi-entertaining um and hopefully um yeah, get to reflect on your own experience if you went to high school. Anyways, that's been it for The Ponderer. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.